But though they talked till the sky beyond the hall's high windows blushed red with evening, there still seemed to Scarpa to be only one solution. Why not just give them the elven horn? he asked. We've got no use for it ourselves. We didn't even know we had it till Rind and his friends showed up. Let them have it. They can go off to raise elvency and they won't never have to bother us again. Grumpling won't like that, said Spinch, who was the goblin Grumpling had sat on earlier. Grumpling will just have to scratch his itchy back with a different priceless mystical relic, said Fenton Goose. But he won't let you take it, said Spinch. He's like that. When my batch brother Fleg borrowed his favourite toothpick without asking, Grumpling chucked him down the pooing hole. He'll never let you have his scratch back, look. What if we just borrowed it? asked Libnog. We could pretend to give it to the softlings, and then when they let Emwyn go, we can slaughter them all and take the scratch backler and give it back to Grumpling. They won't need it any more if they're dead, so we'll be doing them a favour, in a way. That's not very sporting, Fenton Goose objected. We's goblins, said Libnog. Hello! Spinch was shaking his head so hard that his crumpled red cap slipped down over his eyes. Wouldn't work anyway, he said. Grumpling won't let you have his scratch back even for a borrow. Not even to save Henwin, asked Ziwa. Especially not to save Henwin, said Spinch. Grumpling hates Henwin. Grumpling says he wishes there weren't no softlings in Clovenstone at all. He says things was better in the old days when we had a proper goblin king. I reckon he thinks he'd make a good goblin king himself. The other goblins shuffled nervously. None of them fancied having Grumpling as their king. Scarpa stood up. I've had enough of this, he said. That elven horn doesn't belong to Grumpling anyway. It belongs to all of us, and if we need it to save Hemwin, then we ought to just take it. Take it? The goblins looked worried. The older ones were remembering the furious and deadly battles which used to break out when goblins from one tower raided another, trying to steal their neighbour's treasures. Some of them still bore the scars, missing eyes and teeth and legs and paws and tails. A growler called Spiky Pete still had a short spear sticking right through his head from some long-ago dust-up with the Grimspike boys. Luckily, it had missed his brain. But Grumplin is bigger and stronger and tougher than any of us, said Libnog. Then we'll have to use the one thing we've got that Grumplin hasn't, Scarpa shouted. The goblins looked blank. They weren't good at this sort of clever talk. What could Scarpa mean? I've got a bunion, somebody suggested. I don't think Grumpling's got one of them. I'm not talking about bunions, shouted Scarpa. I'm talking about brains. Oh, those, said the goblins disappointed. They thought that brains were overrated. You mean... 
We should outwit the brute, asked Fenting Goose. An excellent idea. We shall devise a strategy, promised Dr. Prong. Scarpa shook his head. The goblins didn't have enough brains, but Prong and Fenton Goose between them had far too many. If he were to let them start inventing strategies, they would make everything far too complicated and still be talking and drawing little maps when the sun rose. Leave this to me, he told them. Hemwin was my friend before he was any of yours, so I should be the one who steals the elven horn and gets him back. I've got an idea about how to do it too, but I'll need Ziwa's help.